I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 39, The Reverse Chipmunk. Before I get into this week's episodes, which, by the way, were Raw episode 1270, SmackDown episode 945, 205 Live number 44, main event number 261, and NXT 413, I have to talk about a live show I went to, not a WWE live show. It was New Era Pro Wrestling here in Denver, Colorado. They had a a show for charity. That charity was and is the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation. Go check that out if you want to learn more. Uh, They're dedicated to helping out people with epilepsy and uh training dogs to um who who detect and help people when they have seizures that kind of stuff anyway it was a great cause and it was a great night of wrestling they had a tournament for the medal the new era medal and the, the winner also got a awesome uh it's like the the thor the the hammer of thor thor's hammer uh looking type deal and uh yeah it was a re- it was a really fun show and i honestly i didn't realize until much much later like way too much later uh that it was a tournament to determine that um i was just so into what uh the the matches themselves i didn't even Put together that's oh that's why these two guys are wrestling for the third time tonight and they both each won their previous two matches but anyway um there's also a two-on-two tag team match a hardcore tag team match which was it was so much fun and um yeah i, I i'm gonna have to go to more of these shows they're they have a, a monthly show at the Grizzly Rose, I believe, in Golden. And uh, the next show is in two weeks. So, um, well, we'll see, we'll see if I'm able to go to those. Because they're on Saturdays. I also work on Saturday nights. And that might be tough to get from Golden to work. Um, but if I go straight there, it could probably work. It could probably work. Anyhow, it was a great way to kick off this week because uh, I'll be going to Raw and SmackDown and a a Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling show uh, preceding They Live at Alamo Drafthouse. So anyway, let's, let's talk about this week's episodes, televised things. We have Raw, which opened with Miz TV interviewing Roman Reigns. Uh, Miz proposes that if the Miz Tourage existed when the Shield was together, that they would have beat him. And Roman says, nah, we'd whip you all's ass, no problem. This segment turns into two matches. Later on, the Miz versus Roman Reigns. But right after this, the tag team of Jason Jordan and Matt Hardy 
since Jeff Hardy uh, had to get surgery last week for an, uh, I believe it was a rotator cuff injury. Uh, so you have this new tag team put together to fight Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Matt Hardy pins Bo Dallas after a twist of fate. And later on, Roman Reigns defeats The Miz after a spear. So the Miz Taraj does not have a very good night. It was not a championship match. Um, and afterwards, they beat up Roman with a chair. Was it? Did they beat up Roman with a chair? Or did they beat up Miz with a chair? I don't think. I think they beat, beat up Roman with a chair. And even when I. Okay, I purposely waited until Saturday to watch everything so i watch it all as close together as possible so i can remember as much as possible but i still have trouble remembering whether or not i take good notes i don't take good notes um and it uh that plan didn't work it didn't really work because i still don't remember if it was roman reigns who's beaten up by chairs you'd think i would remember that specifically because it'd be exciting Seem to get beat up by chairs. Anyway, I think perhaps this is teasing a chairs match against Roman Reigns. Um, the Miz versus Roman Reigns, a chairs match, uh, or maybe it'll be a three-person tag team match. The Shield versus the Miz Taraj. That'd be weird. That'd be weird at TLC. It's, um, but hey, it could happen. It could happen. Um, up next. So jumping backwards, back in time, uh, Braun Strowman kills Kurt Hawkins. Uh, he power slams in through the entrance screen, and then uh, Dean comes out to challenge Braun. Um, that that was pretty uh, funny. It's seeing the uh, the the crumpled body of Kurt Hawkins at the top of the entrance ramp there uh, when Braun demands uh, real competition. And uh, Dean gives it to him for the most part, except Braun ends up defeating Dean. And Seth is not happy about that. He says, hey, you can at least let me know because you getting beat up by Braun affects me. And then Seth challenges Braun Strowman for next week. And we also have Seth versus Sheamus, which he wins via his knee. Uh, Kurt Angle has advice for Enzo, and Enzo says nope, and uh, says he's he's good, he's good. We also have Cesaro called a reverse chipmunk, and uh, that was that was pretty funny. Next up, we had Alexa Bliss calling all of the WWE universe her friends, but then saying that she's very disappointed in her friends mickey james comes out and has some, uh has some words to say about how alexa called her an old lady on raw talk after uh no mercy she said i, I don't want to fight an old lady uh might be it might have been her exact words close to what her words were um so that was a pretty great uh great segment between those two and then uh, we had our main events. Okay, I watched it on Hulu, so there's a bunch of stuff that I uh, did not talk about. Uh, probably something with Elias, which is unfortunate. Probably something with Finn Balor, 
which is unfortunate. Probably something with Bray Wyatt, which is not so unfortunate, except it is probably the same thing as the thing I missed with Finn Balor. So, uh, of course, we also had the teaser, continued teasering, <laughs> teasing of Asuka's return, or rather, Asuka's de- debut on TLC, at TLC, in TLC, for TLC. Uh, the main events. Enzo celebrates his victory, uh, becoming the new cruiserweight chump champ, and uh, nobody's happy about that. Especially Neville, especially Neville, who beats the snot out of Enzo, even after Enzo reveals that he's been given. A no-contact clause, so anybody who makes contact with him uh, is disqualified from being able to challenge. They they cannot challenge Enzo for the Cruiserweight Championship if they lay a finger on him. So Neville doesn't care. He beats the crap out of Enzo and hits the best, possibly the best, probably a safe I think it's safe to say this is his best red arrow, especially the 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 recoil, the rebound after it's kind of a one-handed handstand thing. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And uh that's where the episode ends. Except the action continues and luckily we get to see that on 205 live or otherwise we just see it on on YouTube. The the rest of the cruiserweights well, the whole division is there at the entryway. They're the, they're the ones who initially keep Enzo from escaping in the first place, um, leading to Neville just destroying him. Uh, but Braun Strowman comes out, destroys Enzo even more, and then he gestures that uh, Vanna White turning the letters gesture, hey, you want him, come get him. The entire cruiserweight division goes in the ring and uh, lays into Enzo turn after turn after turn. We even have Drew Gulak temporarily suspend his no high flying stance to allow Mustafa Ali to hit the 054. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Ali. And oh my gosh, it's so, so good. And it's 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 already paying off having Enzo be champion uh, because everybody is furious about it, and uh, that's the that's the whole point of it, and it works. And oh my gosh! And who is going to actually be champion now? Because all of them violated that clause. We're gonna have to get somebody who wasn't there in on the action some somebody who didn't violate that clause is the only one who can technically challenge for that championship um later on 205 okay we'll get to 2055 in a minute uh but this is uh, i admit it well i i don't think i was necessarily uh skeptical of this in the first place actually i was defending it wasn't i that all of the the things that he did to become championship champion made sense 
and all of that. So yeah, I am all all in on this storyline, and it's more exciting than anything else right now. Other than the return of Rizango next week, but especially because they're returning in Denver, and that's gonna be so much fun. But uh, yeah, the all the stuff on Two Hundred Five Live, it's been constant storytelling they stick with these all of these storylines and they have continuity anytime that's disrupted it's explained such as with jack gallagher siding with the brian kendrick and yeah it's just really good and needs more attention and enzo is bringing that more attention i guess the the youtube video of that aftermath the raw after segments already has like 3 million views because it's amazing to see Enzo just totally obliterated by an entire division. Um, Okay, so main events, real quick. We had Dash Wilder versus Rhino, a rematch from two weeks ago. Rhino won via a spine buster. Uh, Corey uh, took Nigel's place for this episode and on 205 live uh byron took his place so what's going on i hope he's back next week uh Corey joked that nigel left to pursue his dream of being a professional basket weaver so i i hope because he made that kind of joke that he's yeah he's just off for the week for whatever reason that he will be back um because if he actually did leave to make that kind of joke would be really weird i think so anyway we'll we'll find out he's still on nxt because they already recorded the the next month's worth of stuff but we'll get to that uh lince dorado and grand metallic defeat drew gulak and tony niece uh when lince pins drew gulak pretty good match honestly though i didn't uh give my utmost attention to any of the matches this entire um week's worth of shows um and uh the match of the week for me was that tag team hardcore match at at the uh the independent show that i saw that was that was really good but anyhow Let's move on to SmackDown Live. Oh, we're one quarter of the way through all, all my notes and stuff. Um, Kevin Owens, uh, he, he comes out and says, hey, you saw what I do did to someone I respect and I like, Vince McMahon. Just imagine what I do to someone who I don't, Shane McMahon. Sammy comes out and says, you've lost control. Kevin says, nah, nah, I'm cool, man. Dan Bryan says, okay, you two fight tonight. Tonight you fight, and tonight they did fight. But before that, the rest of the show happened. Uh, Corbin, Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. AJ comes out for com- to join the commentary table, and uh, Ty attacks Corbin while he's distracted. Uh, Baron Corbin throws water at AJ, then Ty uh, gets thrown at AJ as well. And Corbin challenges AJ at Hell in a Cell. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's going to happen. 
there's another segment with Ginger making fun of Nakamura's uh, facial expressions, except with a twist this time. The third image is not a still image at all, but a live shot of Shinsuke Nakamura, who's doing kind of a uh, creepy little motions every now and then, which I thought was pretty neat. That was a, a, a nice little twist there. He comes out, attacks the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal, and eventually hits Jinder with the Kinshasa. So I hope he wins. I really hope he wins. I really, really hope he wins. And maybe Baron Corbin will defeat AJ Styles. He becomes U.S. champion. Shinsuke Nakamura becomes the the WWE champion. And then we have AJ Styles going after Shinsuke Nakamura at Survivor Series for the WWE championship. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. And then the Survivor Series match will be, well, it'll be Raw versus SmackDown again, probably, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it'll be Shane, Team Shane versus Team Kevin, like some people have been talking about. Uh, even And then, to make even more sense, oh, well, actually, Team Shane would probably be headed by Team AJ, by, by AJ Styles, due to the respect that was earned at WrestleMania. But I guess we'll see how all that shakes out. I just want Shinsuke again, Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship, please. Please, please, please. Please. Or maybe they both lose and then we have that match for the U.S. Championship. Either way, that's, that, that way is not as preferable. Although that would also, the, the first way would mean Baron Corbin would have it. But anyway, okay. Otherwise, the Usos fight the hype bros. And uh, the Usos win after the uh, the hype bros don't communicate very well. Well, Mojo tags himself in. As Corey describes it, he doesn't have both oars in the water. Uh, the Usos celebrate their victory. And the New Day were out at ringside. Not at ringside. They were sitting front row in the audience with their popcorn and stuff. And the popcorn is important because Big E reaches into the popcorn and pulls out a microphone and they challenge the Usos not only at Hell in a Cell but in Hell in a Cell. Oh man, I was I was hoping for this. If they're going to have multiple Hell in a Cell matches, I'm really glad that one of them is the tag team match and that we don't have just a repeat of last year women's match, singles match, singles match or singles match, singles match, women's match. Because technically all three were singles matches. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Uh, also great, Aiden English introducing the Bulgar- Bulgarian celebration, <laughs> singing the Bulgarian national anthem. Um, was it the actual anthem? It's It sounds so sad. The way he sings it, it's, it sounds really sad. Very, very sad. And um, we also have the mayor of Rusev's hometown to to give him the key to the city. And uh, he calls him a great hero and a great protector. And he declares September 26th as Rusev Day. 
which then prompts Amy English to sing to the tune of Randy Orton's theme song, the Rusev Day song, and it's amazing. And I totally forgot how amazing this whole thing was. As, as he's singing the Rusev Day, it's Rusev Day, it's Rusev Day. RKO to in English, RKO to Rusev. He's had enough of this nonsense. And I believe we're going to have Rusev versus Randy Orton in hopefully longer than 10 second match at Hell in a Cell. Maybe it'll be a Hell in a Cell match. Ooh, that should be the third Hell in a Cell match. Just for no real reason. And Aiden English outside of the outside of the cell, singing the whole time, and just driving Randy absolutely mad, or whatever. Uh, and then we had Charlotte versus Carmella. Uh, Charlotte won after a big boot to the face, but uh, it wasn't without some challenges because James Ellsworth, who is on a leash. Uh, provided some distractions, particularly holding up uh, Charlotte's uh, as she was going up the ropes. She's about to jump and attack Carmella, but she couldn't. She's holding on to her ankle there, and Carmella is able to get her in a like Frankenstein or type of thing, head scissors sort of flippy thing, which is pretty impre- pretty impressive, since Carmella uh, Charlotte was all the way up. Well, I guess it was only like a foot taller than normal. But anyway, it was still pretty cool. Um, and then we have The Undertaker. That's The Under Ziggler, who makes fun of the zombie dead man. And it takes up a whole lot of time. And finally, somebody stands up for this total waste of time. Bobby Roode. And he challenges Dolph Ziggler to a match at Hell in a Cell. And it will be glorious. And then our main event, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. For the first time on SmackDown, or so we're told. I have a feeling maybe it happened before the brand split that we did see Sami versus Kevin. Anyway, Kevin is dominant through through most of the match. Um, Shane, who hasn't appeared on the show yet, he arrives uh backstage as the match progresses um but the the match is thrown out after an apron power bomb and before kevin can continue his attack on Sami Zayn, shane comes out running full tilt towards the ring and kevin throws sammy into shane and then runs off into the night uh so I, I don't know what's going to happen next week. It could be pretty exciting if there's some into the crowd scenes again, since I'll be part of that crowd. That's pretty exciting. But uh, yeah, this could be this could be the best match of Hell in a Cell. I don't know. We'll find out in about a week. Okay, moving on. To 205 Live, uh, we had a recap of all the stuff that happened after Raw. Uh, Enzo is on a cr- has a crutch. Just one crutch, not two crutches. If I had a crutch for every dime I had, I had, I'd have zero. That didn't work. Zero dimes. So since Kurt isn't on 205 Live, we didn't really get a follow-up of 
what happens now that everybody violated that contact clause, the no contact clause, the, the Santa Claus. Uh, so hopefully we have that addressed on Raw next week. Um, but uh, he points out he's going to retire as champ because uh, everybody's disqualified from that now. Uh, we had Drew Gulak versus – oh, not versus Akira Tozawa. We had Drew Gulak out for comment, to be on commentary for Akira Tozawa versus Tony Nese. Tozawa wins via Senton, and Drew Gulak turns on his siren – and says, I need to show you more of this presentation. Number seven, no celebrating. You know what? This is, I, I, I did realize this before, but I didn't talk about it. Uh, the Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tozawa was this whole same style structure of thing. Uh, with all of the lessons that Brian was trying to teach Akira. And now we have this slideshow presentation, just one or two slides per week. And uh, is it going to wrap around again? Or we'll just keep on continuing to all the way through slide number 277. Either way, I am totally fine with it. And I'm super excited to see more from Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. Um, Arya Daivari sucks up to Enzo backstage and uh, gets... He he's successful, but uh, he's on thin ice because he he says how you doing to Enzo and Enzo says never never say that again, bro. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember if he actually said bro. Um, then we have TJP versus Rich Swan, but Rich Swan attacks before that the match actually begins, and uh, he's he's he he's a little bit uh, uh, unhinged now after tjp brutally attacked him last week and tore out some of his hair like what what who does that that's crazy that's that's just plain rude uh by the way that reminds me fuller house season three part one it was pretty good it's it's so stupid most of the time but also like really really good other parts of the time i wish it was just um what's his name i already forgot their names um the 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 middle boy not the baby the the like eight-year-old ten-year however old he is and um gibbler's husband ex-husbands did they get remarried i can't remember if it was just about those two uh, it would be like my favorite show, but because they have a bunch of the other characters, uh, Stephanie's pretty good too. Um, but most of the other characters are like, eh, eh, okay. Oh my god, the episode where the um, the Gladstones come by, those kids are so freaking annoying. I forgot how annoying they were. It's ridiculous how annoying those kids and that's the point so it's successful i guess yes it is successful but oh my god i wanted to punch the screen i may have punched the screen not hard not hard but like a little you know uh, enough so they could get the idea if they were the screen um okay anyway uh we had all kinds of winter is coming 
references in this episode just in this episode i think um because enzo says it in reference to neville because he's like a uh like an elf goblin type thing and uh then we also had somebody else say that i forget who the other person said that was and then we had neville versus Arya daivari neville wins despite enzo mori being at ringside helping daivari a bit um and before the match neville says last night was the best night of his life he doesn't care that he threw his away his rematch for the championship because he will do it again and again and again after the match which was won by rings of saturn enzo attacks neville with his crutch and so we're left with that image of the uh the not the smack talking skywalker he is the smack talking slow walker needs a walker enzo amore standing tall what's next who can end this already too long scourge of a reign of enzo amore will it be somebody it has to be somebody who wasn't present at raw who could that be perhaps it'll be somebody from nxt so let's talk about this week's episode of nxt i'm only going to talk about the matches we had a bunch of um promos and backstage segments and stuff like that uh we had real william regal taking a break from talking to uh a a gang of press that's not that's not the proper term for a gathering of press uh a juice of press interviewing him uh but johnny gargano walks by and he says hey come over here you're gonna get your match your rematch against andrade cian almas so yeah that happened at some point during this episode i don't remember exactly when so let's talk about the stuff i did write about write notes about uh regal announces that there will be a fatal four-way at takeover houston for the women's championship so it'll be Kyrie sane plus three winners of matches uh in the coming weeks um is one of those matches Liv morgan versus vanessa Bourne that we saw in this episode i don't think it was i'm pretty sure it's not but maybe the the winner of that match goes on to fight somebody else to determine if they'll be able to get into that fatal four-way i i don't know we'll find out in the coming weeks as regal said we had lars sullivan versus oni lorkin which got me pretty excited because it's all oni lorkin matches are excellent and this was no different as Oni Lurkin literally dies at the hands of Lars Sullivan. Uh, Lars wins the match and then kills Oni Lurkin. Well, he's about to kill Oni Lurkin some more. But Danny Birch comes out and saves the day. He doesn't attack. He doesn't attack Lars Sullivan, but he gets Oni the heck out of there before he literally, literally dies. Heavy Machinery versus Demetrius Bronson and Patrick Scott. Uh, they win via the Compactor. It's a pretty fun match. Not, not terribly long. 
Uh, we got all the good stuff from Heavy machiner- Machinery. We had something new from Otis Do- Dozovich. He did kind of like a dance thing to pump up his uh, big elbow. Uh, kind of a b- elbow. Dr- was it an elbow drop? Or I think it was an elbow drop. Anyway, he did like kind of like the... Uh, what is it? The... Um, What's the dance move with the where you do your arm and the 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 leg and you're on one leg and you're pumping it like a like a like a like a waterer thing a a, a lawn spray. That's not what it's called. Why can't I think of what that device is called that sprays water onto your the the sprinkler, the sprinkler type of dance move thing that might that might even be not even be the the right dance move but uh whatever it was i thought it was really funny uh we had Liv morgan versus vanessa born uh vanessa born was in the may young classic i believe she was eliminated in the first round i can't remember exactly though maybe the second round i guess i could look that up yes that's right she was eliminated in the first round by serena deeb Anyway, uh, Liv Morgan won this match uh, via double knees, and uh, it was actually a pretty fun match. Pretty fun match. It's good to actually see Liv Morgan on screen in action and not just getting totally beat up by Nikki Cross or whoever. Have we actually even seen Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross? I'm not sure. Oh, the show opens... um, with a uh, a very brief segment of sanity calling out uh, calling out undisputed, which is the uh, alliance of Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, and uh, yeah, it was great to see all of them together because uh, we've seen the three guys together recently, but I feel like we haven't seen Nikki Cross with them um, in quite some time. So that was cool to see her out there with them. And they were all out there, again, for the main events. But before the main event, we had Fabian Eichner versus Cassius Ono. And uh, this was a pretty pretty fun match. And I didn't write down... I can't even remember who won. But uh, they're, they're doing some cruiserweight type stuff. Well, Fabian Eichner um, was in the cruiserweight classic, but he's put on some masks since then uh like purposely put on more muscle he does not look like a guy like just seeing his picture uh before the match happened i was like wait he was in the cruiserweight classic he does not look like somebody who would have been in there but anyway it it was a pretty cool match and then our main event adam cole versus eric young um okay there's been some confusion it seems about what Adam Cole's group is called. Uh, I am fairly certain, especially after watching this segment, that their group is called Undisputed, and that this is the Undisputed Era in which we are in. When they made their debut, that marked the beginning of the Undisputed Era, which features... The group undisputed. Yes, I think I think that's the intention. Pretty sure. Anyway, um, this is an awesome match. Uh, Adam Cole ended up winning 
after taking advantage of the chaos that was caused when Eric Young decided to jump to the outside to attack everybody, even his own teammates. Uh, at the same time, Adam Cole just played it cool, waited inside the ring, and took advantage um, and uh, got the win. So this episode of NXT was pretty dang solid as far as the actual wrestling goes, plus a ton, a ton of other segments, very short, but all driving things forward into next week, into the coming weeks, and ultimately into uh, TakeOver Houston. And that's it for week 39. I had an excellent time, especially at the new era pro wrestling match at Mile High Comics. I am so excited for this coming week. SmackDown, Raw, in person, at the Pepsi Center. I had so much fun last year. It's going to be a ton of fun again. Plus, we have 205 Live. 205 Live hadn't started yet. And now, fingers crossed, that will consist primarily of Enzo Amore getting beaten the F up. Plus, probably getting beaten up on Raw the night before. It's going to be a whole nother week of Enzo getting beat up. So, that's it for now. Let me know what you thought about this week of stuff and what you're looking forward to next week, including Hell in a Cell, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back with week 40. And uh, also check out, I'm going to post reviews of every episode of Star Trek Discovery. Survivor, the new season of Survivor has started. Uh, my first review of that will be up very, very soon. And The Amazing Race begins mere hours after I finish speaking into this microphone for this episode right now. So stay tuned for all of that. I am super excited. And there's just not enough time to, to enjoy all of it fully. But I will I will try. I will try my hardest this week. And I might pass out at every given opportunity between the bouts of intense, exciting action. Bye for now.